this is Art Love Collective. Um, this is episode four, and um, today we're going to be talking to uh, a spicy Mike. He's a, a local um, craft hot sauce maker. You guys, do you, you want to say hi? Sup, guys? This is <laughs> Spicy Mike coming at you from his first podcast appearance. Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> um, and this is uh, Michael Lay talking, and uh, also I forget ter- who this guy's name was. Also and, Tony Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been here occasionally. That's Tony Fizzles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. From, uh, from I would be loosely associated with Protocept. <laughs> Doing the 3D scanning and printing. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've seen and heard from me before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Michael A. and Tony Dean um, doing our fourth episode with Spicy Mike. Um, before we get started talking to, to Mike here, um, I kind of wanted to just go over basic recent events. Um, we just had our sixth um, art show fundraiser last night. Woo-hoo. And, yep. <laughs> Uh, we got we had good sales and actually both spicy Mike hot sauces and Protocept LLC um, products and my artwork as well. So um, you know, as Art Love Collective, we're doing we're doing well. You know, we have like some shows that we show we sell a little bit better um, or not better. I'm just gonna say more or less. You know, not a big deal. But you know, we keep getting like good reception. Um, so we did we did well we we had some sales and we we made some connections, um, and we had our second zine publication, um, and we're gonna keep doing that monthly. Um, and then other than that, like I just wanted to you know remind everyone that um, you know we're always looking for more members, so we're just looking for people that you know, we we only have a couple basic criteria where we want people to get along with others, basically, and then be accountable. And that's it. Like, we're really accepting of everyone, um, anyone that wants to help out, anyone that wants to, like, attend our events and, like, you know, tell your friends about it and check out our products. Like, we want to make things, uh, we're going to make, oh, yeah, uh, another big thing is that we're making things, um, all our products available online very soon. Um, We'll do store pickup, but, you know, like, that way we can, you know, for people that are more careful these days, uh, we could do like a, uh, a touch-free uh, pickup um, at the shop um, if that anyone's interested. But either way, you could at least shop online and then if that gets you to the shop um, to come in to see the other products. But we are gonna make, um, you know, everything virtually available. And, and behind, behind the scenes, I'm seeing some of that with the, uh, the website, like wanting to get involved on that is that, um, Yep. So you're going to be, that's going to be, uh, the plan is for that to be on artlovecollective.com then, is for you to be able to search the inventory on there. It'll be a link. There's going to be, I forget the the website. It's a, it's like a, a website. It's like, it's kind of like a Squarespace, um, whatever it was, was called. Like WooCommerce uh, type. Yeah. Shopify? Is that something? Shopify. 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 Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Shopify. So we're, we're going to have a Shopify, and we'll have the link on our artlovecollective.com oh, okay. cool, yeah. website. I mean, really, everything's going to be available on the artlovecollective.com mm-hmm. um, website. Um, I just updated uh, all our vendors' profiles. Um, so we all have a little uh, profile now, and um, everyone has, like, either their Instagram or website. Um, so we just want to keep – and, you know, just remind, like, our listeners, if you want to join, like – we're all up for 
promoting all the artists, um, try to get everyone to sell uh, products and try to see if, um, you know, we can help each other out and trying to really be able to sell. And, and yeah, and this episode, um, it's, I'm going to call it um, like local business, you know, or like starting a local business. And that's kind of like the topic I wanted to talk about with Spicy Mike. So uh, why don't you tell, tell us about yourself, please? <laughs> well, uh, my name is uh, Spicy Mike. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, it's on my birth certificate. I make, I make hot sauce. Um, I've been doing it as a hobby for a while now. Um, doesn't feel like that long ago, but I guess it's been like five years. Nice. Um, and I just, I made hot sauce on the down low and give it to my friends and family, you know, Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then started uh, bringing it around with me when I was touring with my band and uh, selling it to people at our merch table. People seemed to like it. I started shipping it around the country and yeah. then, uh, you know, my wife got sick of this underground hot sauce operation in her house, yeah. so we <laughs> went legit. <laughs> and um, you know, now we work out of a commercial kitchen space. Uh, we do tons of farmers markets around Columbus. Uh, we just actually yeah, um, got our schedule hammered out for this coming year, and it's gonna be it's gonna be my first year doing this um, like a, as my full time job, which is you know intimidating as I'll get out. But I mean, that's uh, the big jump. For yeah, anybody. yeah, yeah. That's it's a it's, it's big jump, uh, yeah. but it, it should be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'll, we're gonna be at tons of markets. Uh, I think Tuesday, uh, yeah, pretty much like four to six markets a week. Um, oh, okay. Everywhere from downtown at the uh, Moonlight Market, mm -hmm. the Sunlight Market downtown. Then mm -hmm. there's uh, the Pearl Market on Tuesdays and Fridays. Clintonville, oh. definitely Westgate again. Um, Whoa. You guys were really nice this last time. And then we applied to Bexley and Pickerington this year as well. Okay. So. Oh, Pickerington, um, you're going to my, my yeah, neck of the woods. Yeah, trying to go to your neck of the woods. Trying to go all over. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, a couple of those are tentative. Um, you know, we just signed out the applications, haven't heard back from everybody yet. But uh, we plan to be very... Very fucking busy yeah, this year. I was gonna say that is very busy. <laughs> and, That's like uh, seven markets yeah. a week. And we just released our website uh, last week. Uh, I so was just gonna nice. mention that because when he was, nice. when Mike, when other Mike, salty yeah. Mike, whatever you're <laughs> yeah, talking about, Mike. salty Mike was talking about, you know, getting his product online. I was like, well, that's a perfect segue because Mike just launched. Yeah, I just yeah, did I that. Kind of it's, about, yeah, yeah. it's been nuts. I've been doing nothing but like shipping orders and uh, doing some local deliveries actually just earlier today. Uh, nice. And yeah, I've been very busy since you, last and, week. And I know we've <laughs> learning everything about from it. scratch. We've <laughs> talked about it for years where I was always like, well, when are you going to start selling online? When are you going to start selling online? I'm sure you've heard that from a million different Oh, yeah, people. I have. And it, where, it became where it's like, like, where it's always like huge duh. weight on my shoulders at some point. Yeah, where like, it was just always like, duh, never had duh, that idea yes, before. of course, we're going to sell online. <laughs> so, but like, you yeah. finally got it together. Like, what was the biggest hurdle to, to get to make that jump to actually sell online? Um, I mean, it, it's, it was a lot of things. Um, Shane, actually, my designer, who, who does all of my uh, labels, he did the website, everything like that. It's all Shane's fault. No, 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 yeah, it's the exact opposite. Shane. No, <laughs> the, the exact opposite. Shane fucking yeah. killed it. Yeah. Um, super timely with everything, and um, like, just absolutely went apeshit on Is the he, website. Okay. It looks sweet. He's the guy that did yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, yeah, he's cool. done 100% yeah, yeah. of my design work, and he's but, wonderful. So, uh, so just, hold on, let me, just to <laughs> kind of tell the audience, because I think we're doing yeah. audio only, like, we have a couple different types of designs for his bottles. It marks, like, 
uh, like the lower end and higher end, um, at least like per bottle, there's the there's the ten dollar bottle, and then the fifteen dollar bottles. Like the ten dollar ones, it's got a nice kind of simple um, chili pepper of some kind, or like a it's a habanero. It's, we'll a, try it's, to it's a habanero. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to be fair, it's a silhouette of yeah, a, a habanero. <laughs> so I'm not seeing a bright orange thing, but yeah, like a dark like silhouette, and then it's against various like saturated colors and then like the higher end one we have like a chemistry like flask with some like bubbliness and uh i love those yeah. what do you call this series or what do you how do you differentiate yeah, it's these? The, fermentation. the fermentation lab yeah ah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's uh, okay, basically it's great. just my i've got my uh, separate branding for my fermented hot sauces and okay. for my like fresh style hot sauces uh, yeah. so like my hot sauces are kind of uncharacteristically uh chunky nice. um uh, not that smoothness that you're gonna expect from most hot sauces. A lot of those use like guar gum or, uh, oh, or okay. other different types of thickeners in them. Um, well, yeah. sometimes preservatives, oh, okay. sometimes thickeners. Like okay, I yeah. try not to hate too much. Um, you know, there's some like you know some mass market hot sauces that are really good, even though they're like pretty basic. Right. Um, and there's some that use way too much garbage in them. Um, okay. But yeah, my I go very much towards the like no preservatives, yeah. no no even thickeners. Yeah. Um, so, so are you considered anything a, at all? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, we we are not officially organic. You're not. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I I grow peppers organically in my garden. Okay. A lot of uh, especially like the specialty like super hot peppers uh, right. are are organically grown in my backyard. Okay. Um, and then we also have a farm that grows a number of them uh, organically uh, during the season, but. Uh, like during the off season to produce them year round, we have to get them you know imported from Mexico or uh, okay. Canada greenhouses and stuff like that in other places. We've got like a wholesale um, provider now for our produce, so we can't get it organic one hundred percent of the time right now. Right. Um, I hope in the future we get there. Um, with you it being can say ninety eight percent organic, I can't. <laughs> uh, you, you absolutely cannot. No. And. Uh, but you know, we, we still we source locally whenever possible. Yeah. Pretty much just not out of season. I look for I look <laughs> for that when I you know like when I get honey and stuff like I actually like look on the back to see like even if it's not like a local vendor per se, it's like well was it manufactured in Ohio? Like I kind of like yeah. I, I'm a type of customer that does look for that. So yeah. and the r the real big thing is like we we process everything by hand like 100 percent you know. We're in a kitchen setting, not a factory setting. We don't use yeah. a co-packer. Yeah. Um, like we don't just pay some guy and send him our recipe and have him mass produce our hot sauce for us. We, right. I, I with my, Amanda and I, my, my wife, yeah. we, we make it ourselves. Sometimes we've got a couple friends who come in and help us out when we get you know big rushes and stuff, especially in the late summer, early fall. Which but, that's a big um, thing that people do in the food industry, industry, right? Is they like prove out a recipe, then they and then just, just have somebody yeah, else, yeah. have another company, like a third party, like a contract manufacturer. And, and it can like be that. anything from, you know, you just have someone making it and you are fulfilling orders and marketing, or you could just like pay someone to do everything and you are literally just like the brand is your company. There's all, yeah. all sorts of different structures. Of course. Um, yeah. But like we are, you know, pretty traditionalist with it. I'd consider it an artisanal product. Yeah. Um, it's never going to leave uh, those roots ever. Uh, oh, if I expand, mm -hmm. it's just going to you know become a larger kitchen setting with like some employees helping me make this okay. by hand. Right. Um, right. You're never gonna like uh, over 
um, automate it, maybe? Exactly, maybe, yeah. You know. uh, not the production of it. You know, yeah. at some point down the line, like, we, we probably will have, like, a bottling machine or something like that. Something to get it into bottles yeah. and sealed up But not more in efficiently. the making of the... But not in the production, yeah. Yes. yeah. I want to treat it very much, you know, like, we're making food, not a product, right? Yeah. And, like, okay. <laughs> so we're doing it in the kitchen and using techniques people use to make food. Like them <laughs> on a stove <laughs> yeah. chopping things up with your hands you know and you know I obviously do some fermentation products and stuff as well um, as far as what I might do in the future sky's the limit um, probably focus on condiments and sauces for the meantime but who knows where I might end up with it um, try so not to get too far ahead of myself that's like a pretty yeah. pretty important thing <laughs> oh yeah well that's always tempting ahead in the it's always tempting easily. especially yeah. when you're so invested in something and wanting to see it grow you know you can you can go down rabbit holes that you don't necessarily need to go down i was kind of gonna yeah in that sense i was gonna pivot sort of towards like um how would you almost like universalize like what what you've learned in this past five years um you know because you're a hot sauce like you you make hot sauces but you don't just like stick to like one or two and then just like keep cranking those out like you're you're both like manufacturing and still like R and D, you know. Uh, yeah, way, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like you're you're still like searching out. Like you're maybe like trying out new like. Oh yeah, I'm always messing with different stuff. Yeah, 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 I did like four, ex- four or five experimental hot sauces this year. Um, okay. Two so or three of them were yeah. good enough to release. A couple of them nice. still need some tinkering and stuff like that. Nice. Um, but I, I try to keep ones? creative. If you. Could you describe and name? Like, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the newer ones that I really, really like that's going to absolutely exist in like a fully realized form next year, maybe with nice. a couple small tweaks to the recipe, but definitely doesn't need a whole lot of work. Uh, it's called Peach Keen. Uh, it uses Peachy this uh, okay. new, new kind of, it's a fermented sauce. It uses um, this new kind of pepper that I got into this year uh, via um, my farmer, um, Oaks Orchard. Uh, they mainly have like a, a huge orchard they grow tons of apples and pears and stuff like that okay. uh, but they've also got some garden space actually this past year they grew a lot of their own food because you know all the uncertainty this year in oh, the yeah, farmers yeah, markets being like you know way reduced in capacity and stuff so instead of you know working on selling their food they just grew enough to eat like yeah to, to, eat, to eat and like just diversified a lot um but for the past couple years he's been growing peppers for myself and uh, a couple other folks and he's got a um it's a family farm so there's a whole bunch of you know cousins and aunts and uncles and all, all sorts over there running around um, <laughs> and there's a, a couple of the younger cats about my age uh, who are uh, you know seem to be about late 20s or early 30s whatever who are really interested in hot stuff and it's kind of become their project to like develop this part of the garden hmm. so um, I get them uh, the, well this is going way off kilter but <laughs> I guess that, that's how it goes we're growing peppers but yeah we're, we're growing peppers right so I, I Oftentimes, I'll talk to them about different types of varieties that I like to see grown, or they'll, uh, you know, hear about stuff from wherever and bring them to me and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Um, they're like chili heads, uh, absolutely. So they, they present me with this pepper called the uh, ahi. So uh, th- last year they gave me an ahi chili, which is a Peruvian chili. It's an ahi amarillo, which literally is yellow chili in um, Spanish. They're called uh, ahis are chilies, which is an onomatopoeia from ahi. Like it's like hot. Uh. it's so hot. Like ah, my mouth is on fire. Uh, so I love that term because <laughs> it's sick. Um, 
And he gave me a different kind called a Sugar Rush Peach Ahi uh, this year. So this is a, another Peruvian pepper. It's like um, not quite as hot as a habanero, but similarly sweet, less mm. citrusy, more molassesy. Um, keep in mind we're talking about like like tasting notes here, right? Not, so like <laughs> yeah, we're talking whiskey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like you know, these are very light hints of, of yeah. things in the pepper. It's gonna be pretty hot for, for it's most not folks actually just gonna taste like it. candy. Yes, <laughs> but it is a very sweet pepper. Um, it's mm. got. Uh, it's really fun to work with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's yeah. just super delicious. So this sauce, I, uh, I fermented uh, those with some fresh peaches and some coconut water mixed with uh, sweet Riesling. Um, and then it's got some mint and basil in there as well. Um, and I finished it with a little bit of coconut milk. So it's got like a peaches and cream vibe going for it, but with... You know that kind of like Thai flavors of like basil and mint together with say, like hot chilies reminds and me of like curry. coconut in there. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So like kind of going with that angle. Um, but it's it turned out really, really, really good. I'm super happy with it. It's my only fermentation so far that's straying from like that thin dropper style that you're trying right now. Mm -hmm. um, I usually I like filter uh, all of the like solids out post fermentation. Uh, for this one, it just lent like a really, really nice texture to it, um, especially with the coconut milk. So I just so that is under the fermentation label. Yeah, so it's under the fermentation label. It's just not like that thin traditional hot yeah. sauce dropper style. It's like kind of halfway between my like you know original line thickness and that that thinner style sauce. But it's it really really interesting. Uh, you know, it's a, like a little bit sweet. A little bit rich uh, from the the coconut milk, so it's got like a little bit of fat content like in there, which is interesting for for hot sauce. Do you have to refrigerate that then, or is it uh, still? Well, yeah, it's still sealed. It's shelf stable, completely fine. You know, but after you open it, yeah, once you open it, you should refrigerate all of them. Technically, technically, um, and since we're being recorded, uh, always. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's hot sauce, basically, right? Yeah. So it's it's very acidic. Um, I didn't, uh, oftentimes I didn't refrigerate I keep them, any of these after Yeah, oftentimes I keep them in my cabinet. Sometimes I've done experiments where I just like leave them out for a very long time. Uh, I did one of the I've originals. I've never noticed a difference. Yeah, I did original felt. for like three years. It didn't like taste quite as good at the end of three years. Um, oh, they never last that long in my cabinet. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like it hadn't spoiled and they have enough vinegar in them. That's you know, I can see the, it's I can see the oil lasting that long for sure because it's so strong. But, you know, that for sure is going to be good to go, you know. In well, yeah. So, actually, one thing that is interesting. So, like I said, the the thicker ones, uh, I'd say, you know, enjoy them within, like, six to eight months is going to be perfect. Mm. Um, but they're, they're going to taste good and not go bad. Just, like, you know, don't let it go for three years. These mm -hmm. bottles will never last you three years. Um, but uh, the thinner ones, uh, like the, the Sweet Caroline, the Paw Paw Spice, those ones get better with age, I've noticed. Oh, really? um, and okay. one thing I'm super interested in, whenever it's like viable enough for me to get the smallest barrel I can possibly grab, I want to do some like uh, ten barrel year aging. Aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, well, not necessarily like ten years, but like, yeah, yeah. but you know, season it on a, a whiskey barrel for a few months and, oh, and see yeah, what it ends know. up like, or some wine barrels and stuff. Oh, just, get like an actual used. Yeah, whiskey yeah, yeah, and just yeah, fill it with hot sauce and just trail. let it sit in some warehouse for a while or at the food port um, yeah. in my kitchen and just uh, I'm see sure what, they see already sell those the barrels way. I'm sure they sell those oh yeah yeah you, I mean, you can get those yeah. barrels aftermarket everywhere there's huge um, demand for them and you yeah. get, uh, all sorts of breweries like, are doing uh, beers like that and small stuff. like flask glass bottles or something like for your 
for special oh, series. Like, l- l- when do you do the five year? I mean, like, I, I do like. Uh, there are a couple flask style bottles for hot sauce that I do really like. That I've gotten nice. some hot sauces from. Actually, one defunct company. <laughs> I just Rip. did the sign of the cross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rest in peace, um, Frankie V's hot sauce. He he was an awesome like organic, um, from scratch. Not similar in style to my hot sauce, but similar in um, ideology, we'll say, mm-hmm. uh, in like his production values. And his hot sauce was fucking killer. Mm-hmm. And I ordered it for years and years after seeing him at this convention, like 10, 12 years ago. And he, he went out of business recently. That's that's the mm-hmm. the truth of it. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, that was a bunch of rambling, which is pretty <laughs> typical of me. Uh, I do want to circle back real quick to uh, talking about what delayed the website. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I name-dropped Shane. I want to make extremely... <laughs> we had a l- little bit of gag there, like, but I want to be excruciatingly clear like that he killed it, and mm-hmm. it was not him. It was, it was what I was getting into. I was about to be like, yeah, Shane killed it and like was super on it with all the design elements. I was like super depressed for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and it, w- it was very uh, difficult for me to just kind of uh, get my head together enough to, to get my end of the, the writing and, oh, and background. Oh, so the done. designer was ahead of the actual... Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, Shane was leagues ahead of me for a while there. Yeah. Um, but and also, like, you know, it was in, in and out a lot last year, but um, I increased my market presence last fall, and we got slammed as far as so inventory you, went, so we... What kind of marketing did you do, just to interject a little bit? Uh, None and okay, very much on the on the ground foot. Yeah, foot yeah, yeah. Right, very much keeping it that way for now. Just farmer market market presence. Uh, yeah, yeah. Market, being so. at farmers markets yeah. all over the place, word of mouth. You know, uh, before you know the very first year, twenty nineteen, that we started doing markets, we could do samples, <laughs> which is always good just to let the hot yeah, sauce speak yeah. for itself. Yeah. Um, but I I oh, would say clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. But yeah. I will say last year I refined my. Uh, We'll say my, my wheeling and dealing, my, my, my pitch. Uh, you know, basically you have, to, sure, con- you have yeah. to convert the presentation from like, hey, try these sauces. You kind of go through there and you still talk to them, but it's a different, you have to be way more descriptive mm-hmm. and use a lot more language to get the point across when you're just like selling it based on my description. Are people readily uh, willing to try hot sauces or do you get like a good mix of people where it's just like, Nah, nah, I would nah, imagine you must get it. Well, I mean, you, you always get the I don't eat hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, it's wow. it's a it's a niche thing, and it always it, I, I knew that going in. It always will be. It's but about, I figure most people yeah. would be like afraid that you know because there's so many times. Oh, where afraid it, to try something new, even yeah. if they did like. Well, no, no most like, of the time you can to try. To, like I was a tried, I was afraid to try your your hot sauces at first um, when I was first introduced to them because I'm so used to like somebody be like. Hey, dude! I just got back from Texas, man. I got this new yeah, stuff. It's called <laughs> it's called Satan's bunghole. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it made it so made me it exists. made me gag for an hour, man. Yeah. You gotta try this. Uh, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. and so like whenever you see like a like a like a small unknown small yeah. bottle hot sauce on the top shelf yeah. or something like that, like it's almost it's like the reverse pressure. of a liquor store, like yeah. where you're like, right. oh, top shelf, like weird name. Uh, maybe stay away from it. Let's yeah. go to the mid-grade stuff or whatever, because you're just, yeah, you're afraid that somebody's like having a practical joke on you. Almost. I mean, yeah. I mean, but yeah. this stuff has always been flavorful, like not to toot your own horn or whatever, but like I feel like it's always like the Take extra hot, the extra hot, <laughs> the extra hot is hot. Like yeah, you're gonna have some spice, but like it's not just the spice. It's not like 
Yeah, like, gonna, I, like burn yourself out. Absolutely, yeah. and I, I try to differentiate myself from those kind of hot sauces completely. Like I, I've got a sauce called "You Don't Want This" that is like <laughs> super insanely hot, but does taste really, really, really good. And there are tons of hot sauces out there that are in that upper range that do taste good. That for a lot of people, just like oh, this doesn't taste like anything. It just smells like my mouth on fire. You have to have a certain tolerance to appreciate some yeah. of that stuff. But there's like absolutely a segment, a large segment that's just like meme sauce, right? Just like oh, is it just that capsaicin? Well, no, like no. oil or whatever. Well, the, yeah, a lot of times they use capsaicin extracts instead of like real peppers, or um, you know, it's just all all heat, no flavor. Just mm-hmm. like trying to push that as far as they can without any real. All about the Scovilles. Yeah, 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 and and, and trying to make it almost that, that practical joke kind of like oh, I bet they won't expect this thing. There's a fine line between that and, again, like I said, some really, really fine sauces that are crafted with very, very, very hot peppers. Yeah, um, yeah I like and that you I, use the, the word craft because that's kind of what makes you an artist, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you're really trying to get... You want, you can tell that just getting to those hot levels, it's not that much of a challenge. It's like, oh, yeah, just put in hot enough stuff. But really, it's like, can you get it hot enough for the people that want it hot enough but, like, have a good, like, symphony that leads you through it yeah, instead of just, like, like straight to the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's been times where I was just, like, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I'd just be, like, standing and pacing, going, I don't know what to do. Like, water's not doing anything. I don't know. <laughs> the insanity sauces. Yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I just try to keep it super flavorful, have a lot of different stuff. You know, try to have something for everybody uh, yeah. is definitely something I try to do. Like I've got a sauce called Not Hot, that's yeah. just literally, it's a version of my original, which is a carrot and tomato based uh, hot sauce with cider vinegar. Um, it's a version of that with zero heat whatsoever. It's just like literally shitloads of red bell peppers instead yeah. of like all my hot pepper weight, and it's super good and it has no heat to it at all. Uh, and my wife chunky. actually loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real chunky, and nice, your wife, nice texture to them. And your wife doesn't like... Yeah, she hates hot sauce. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you almost <laughs> made it for your wife. And for all the people no, that, that one I literally made for her, and then like yeah. it was good, so I'm like, okay, this is this is in my tool belt now. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a very supportive wife to like hate the product. Oh, like, yeah, not, not, she doesn't hate the products that you're making, no, of course. No, she's proud but, of it, but she but, doesn't yeah, hate it like, because she doesn't have yeah. a very high tolerance. Like She eats the not hot, she's not the and, like, taste tester, sometimes so. a little bit of the tequila verde, but even the, the smoky tequila verde, which is not that hot, like yeah. that's, that's too much for her. She'll tap out there. For reference, my friend uh, Shane, also my designer, he swims in hot sauce, you know. <laughs> Obviously, he's got the free hot sauce for life membership. <laughs> um, and his one-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old, uh, Ovid, he eats the not hot. He started in there, but he'll have, like, the tequila verde on <laughs> stuff, and he's, like, into it, actually. And yeah. th- that's where my wife... That's tough for a... a for, you said a one-year-old? One-and-a-half-year-old, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, that's he, tough he started to get, early as hell. Like, that's tough to get kid a kid that age into... Kid is going to be into some into crazy shit like by that. the time yeah. he's older. <laughs> yeah, some kids are like that. My kid, uh, he's really into, like, if you give him a lemon at the restaurant. Oh, the, he likes sour stuff? Yeah, he'll... he'll He'll, you know, do the lemon and he'll scrunch up his face, and, but then he'll go back at it. He'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that passed. Let's try it again. <laughs> Some kids are into that. So if you're under the heat, you evidently left a trained. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like coffee, right? It's a little bit of yeah. a trained. It, it, yeah, it absolutely trade. is. It's like a, um, it's a, a term my dad uses often, and it's a feature we share, uh, sensation-seeking personality, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that person who just needs things to be on the extreme end. The 
whatever it is, yeah. sourness, hotness, oh. pain, whatever. Like, because I feel like I remember growing up. Because disclaimer, we did go to high school together. Yeah. I feel like you were the blazing wings guy. I was at, specifically yeah, at the wings place, yeah. right? I mean, like I've, you wanted, I've been into hot you shit wanted, forever. you wanted the atomic wings or whatever. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. And it matches. And they, they like destroyed a... me at first, but like. <laughs> Now I literally seep it in through my hands as I'm like making it. Like it just makes my tolerance has gone through the roof. Yeah, really, my tolerance <laughs> has gone through the roof. Like, uh, I mean, I have met my maker before, um, and it was at Rocky's uh, Hot Chicken in Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Um, I love me some Nashville style hot chicken. That's the style of place this was. That's a hot but chicken, huh? I, I love it. But I ordered uh, their second hottest, which is just. I should have got their third hottest. Um, <laughs> did it, they it, warn well, you, like, when you ordered they, it? They did. Like, they did. Well, and they, they told me what, what, what was in it, and I was like, okay, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> well, and then I got the second hottest, but I should have asked them more specifically what that was, too. They have this really awesome, super hot rub that uses these, like, you know, great dehydrated, like, ghost chilies and all sorts of stuff. Tons of flavor. Um, great Nashville-style hot chicken. This place has, like, awesome reviews. I was super banging to go, super excited to go, and all their other food was great. Um but for their top two levels, they literally put capsaicin extract on it like mm. before they serve it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just applying literally the chemical that is hot, not a pe- yeah. like I don't like I don't like that. That's an ex. I don't like using okay. extracts. I like using whole ingredients. Like the yeah, chemical okay. weapon. Um, exa- <laughs> it's literally a chemical weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I had that and I, I couldn't even finish it. Uh, oh. And like I've like literally like entered into like winging competitions horse racing competitions like mm. shit like that like i can stomach a lot of shit mm. uh, but i just could not finish it i like got back in line to go up and get a piece of cake to try to like help my mouth out like had like a beer or two like nothing was working later that night my, my wife and i were camping um it was, was a bad like, night to go camping well i was like <laughs> we were staying in nashville for a few days and I, I was just like laying on my back in the tent i could feel like uh so uh, we'll try to about to describe this with my hands as I often do. I'll try to put this into an audio format. So I'm, I'm laying on my back and like the wall of my stomach that is, you know, gravity is pulling all my stomach contents towards the, the bottom of my stomach while I'm laying on my back is just burning on fire. And I roll to the left <laughs> it's burning and then fire. that wall of my stomach <laughs> is burning. And then I roll to the right. That sounds uh, very And like, so I can just feel yeah. this like satanic concoction just wow. moving around inside me while I'm trying to fucking sleep. And like, <laughs> Do I need to go to the hospital? <laughs> right? No, it felt like I was getting an ulcer. And I... Uh, wow. Thankfully, we had this uh, uh, keeper, uh, which is like a, a drinkable yogurt-type thing. Oh, right. uh, we had that in our cooler uh, just like to have that breakfast help. before hiking and stuff. So oh, I like yeah, I would yeah. drink a little bit of that, and it would go away. But then I would wake up in like forty-five oh, minutes, God. and it would, like I would have to like recoat my innards with, yo- with yogurt so I could get a little bit of sleep, and it, it was just the worst fucking night of sleep ever. Um, that sounds horrible. So yeah, I I, I never I don't try I to push it. things to the hottest limits ever. Now my friend uh, Phil has a cooking show called Pretty Good Cooking on YouTube. Ooh, yeah, that's a name drop, but it, it is a name drop, and it's dope. And it you is should check great, it out. Yes. It is um, great. Ouch. If you haven't watched it, I, f- I feel like I've given it to you before, but you oh, should really? watch it. It's very, it, it's an inspiration if you're looking at getting like if you're a small time guy trying to get up a YouTube channel or something like that. It's, uh, like, okay. it's how you do it. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. My my buddy Phil and um, uh, my other buddy Dillis, uh, John, they uh, they put this together from scratch and have nice. developed it over the last like five six years. It's, it's actually where the name uh, Spicy Mike was coined. Was in uh, oh, a really? pizza episode really? we filmed at uh, a house I shared with four roommates. You know, back up. 
came four years ago. Um, we, I was showing my pizza recipe for this pretty good cooking thing like within their first year, and uh, I, it wasn't necessarily on this show that it became a thing, but it was that friend group and cooking together that I became Spicy Mike, and that name just kind of stuck. Hmm. And I guess that's the first public appearance of Spicy Mike was that <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty good cooking show. But um, yeah. anyways, that's circling back to... Story. Yeah, right. Uh, but circling back to that, so like my uh, my friend Britt was going to be on their show, and he was really angling for like a, a hot pepper-themed episode where we just like all eat like a Carolina Reaper yeah. and just film what it looks like after we do it, like that kind of bullshit. And I was like, fucking hard Everybody's pass. Been doing that. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm not... Like, I, I, I am the spiciest guy you know, and I'm saying fucking hell no to that because yeah. that's stupid. Like, uh-huh. who? No, it's not enjoyable. I, I get it as like, uh, oh, I have got bigger fucking balls than you kind yeah. of thing, but uh, I'm in my 30s now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> who I fucking cares? <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I've kind of, I'll still make some really hot sauces. I love my you don't want this, and I, I do like, I, I prefer the higher end of heat, but um, hot just for heat's sake and like using like literally like you know, chemical extracts as opposed to like actual food <laughs> peppers. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, so like, you know, we went over that this year has been the one that you started going full time. What would you say has been like the biggest difference between, you know, when you're going kind of, you know, as your side hustle to going full time? Because I know like Mike did that for a long time, and yeah. you went full time. What would you consider? Basically, COVID. Basically, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, a yeah. year ago. Kind of same thing. Same, same story. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. We yeah, we yeah. talked about it a lot when we first well, met. But to be fair, <laughs> you've been but you you've been like making like pretty decent money, or at least you've built up a production uh, way before I kind of like built any kind of loop. Like I've had a few customers here and there prior to this. I'm guessing like you've had at least at least like a slow flow. Yeah, I've had re- I've had regulars for a while. Yeah. I guess like the the brand's been building even if the business hasn't right. been official the whole time. Yeah. Like yeah, it's been it's been kind of churning for a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. and yeah, it just kind of came to a, a point this year um, where in the summer like I lost my job. A lot of people have this year and mm-hmm. or last year. Well, what are you gonna do? Just right. collect unemployment and sit around <laughs> watching Netflix. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, well, TV's good, but it's not so good. Well, and it takes a special kind of person, you know, that's already been hustling and then is like, well, you know what, I'm going to, you know, instead of just searching the unemployed. Well, Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I I didn't want to get another job. And I've been angling towards this kind of transition for a while. I just, like, never knew when it was going to happen. It was always kind of in my mind. My wife and I just got a house this past year. I was kind of thinking, like, okay. Do it a year yeah, or two. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, build back up so we've got a little bit of a cushion to work with. And That's then, like, like exactly maybe, where maybe I try am. to go yeah, for it. Like, and then, like, you know, it, it just all of a sudden happened. And it's just I didn't want to. It's forward of what you already planned, though. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, was a, it was just, it came suddenly. I didn't choose it. It just kind of chose me. Yeah. And it, we're, we're, fuck it, we're doing it live, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so. But what's been happened. the biggest? <laughs> but what's been the biggest difference between like obviously like you know you didn't have a choice in the, in the matter the personal like, pressure yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> that, you, I, that I give just myself the, anxi- the crippling anxiety yeah, the, the crippling <laughs> anxiety the personal pressure it doesn't the, the perfectionism it. embodied yeah. like it, it in comparison to what I felt a couple years ago for example when I was like just working forty hours a week uh, an hour I took an hour I was doing an hour commute for like 
maybe four years or something, different places, but, and then like 40 hours a week, and the dread I would feel, you always have to measure your Sunday night slash Monday morning. Yeah. Like, that's the real mild Yeah, 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 that feeling like, of like, oh God. Yeah. Are you feeling that? Again. Are you kind of like <laughs> feeling like, uh, like, you know, I can kind of do this, like, because I've been there in the last 10, 10 or so years, like since like kind of done with college and stuff. Like I've had ups and downs, but yeah, I mean, like I, to answer your question on my end, like I do, like I know it's up to me. Like you know, that's kind of like a no it's, excuses. It's kind of a I given, mean, yeah. but, but yeah, it's like everything is up to me. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah, whatever yeah. I do, Buck like, stops no, ex- like yeah. literally right here. There's no dialing it in. Like you could dial it in at a at a at a company. Like you can you could do some like especially if you're like well, you've got a job, you've got structure, you've right. probably got someone before you who did that job. Yeah. And it showed you how to idiot. do that job. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you can go on autopilot. That's yeah, the thing. That's, it's what so, I mean, that's yeah. the, it's so tempting, and it's yeah. so hard. it's so tempting. It's and it's and a lot of people want to be in control of their own business or something like that. Right. You know, they like the thought of it. Right. But then when it actually happens, yeah, it, it's intimidating yeah. as shit. Yeah. I think most <laughs> yeah. people don't want it, but I do think that you're gonna have to latch on to people anyway or like smaller groups anyway and like start the remote work like regardless of whether you want to or not in the next few years yeah like those jobs like yeah there's there it's just like the things are changing too much like i know my kid with the school school systems in general like any kind of schooling any kind of big congregation like sports like all that stuff so you have to be able to you know pivot to like somehow doing working your way around like you're you're finding new ways to like describe your hot sauces and that kind of stuff with your marketing or you know like because um, you can't just show up and do pop-up places <laughs> as easily i mean you're still going to be able to and hot sauce is a better one i think like having like <coughs> ribs or something i don't know like some more like open food like that's that's tr- like street food style stuff yeah yeah yes. food, food trucks the, have gotten slammed i work with I, tons yeah. of food truck owners yeah, I'd imagine, right? in the um in the, the kitchen I work at, the food court. Right. And uh, there was one guy, actually, I was just taking out some trash the other night, and, like, he was cleaning out his food truck because it that, that business had gone under. And, like, right. <laughs> and, like I was, shit, like, that, that sucks. And just, like, helped him pick up this big, huge cooler and, like, throw it in the dumpster. But, yeah, like, yeah. it's and it's all over the place there. Yeah. Um, Wait, they well, got hit hard as in, like, they just can't. Well, yeah, I mean, food truck. I mean, food trucks rely on like festival just environments, like any kind of festival food, food, and yeah. crowds, like any like, kind of food vendor. So, place, and you know, you know pa- sitting outside of a bar, you know, yeah. on Friday, Saturday nights. So, like that environment is gone. Yeah, I guess that does make gone. sense. I mean, there's some food trucks who are like pretty established who will continue to do well, especially those with like anchors in places and like North Market and stuff like that, or places that are really established that have a, a wide customer base already. Yeah. But your you know average Joe like oh I'm gonna start a food you know people who are in positions like I am now yeah. but a couple of years ago are just like you know, getting their business up and going like it was not a good environment for, yeah. for that kind of stuff last year. Huh. Even markets um, you know numbers were down at farmers markets everywhere. Oh um, yeah. It makes sense. People aren't trying to gather in one place and um, you know the markets are more spread out. We we feel like it'll explode it. in the spring though. I think, yeah, as soon as people feel more comfortable, it will explode. And that's going to be yeah. different for everybody. I think in general, like, there's no way this year is going to be as slow as last year. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, but there's still going to be a lot of... <laughs> we say like, that now, like, you're just tempting it. Right, like, yeah, I know. Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's there's still a lot of measures in place, 
you know, that are safety minded at farmers markets and stuff like that. And certainly, like, we're not going to have samples again. It's not going to be like that back to normal yet. That might be a year or two out yeah. still. Who, who knows? But um, now you're learning to like explain, like, describe. Well, yeah, and, and the markets are still vibrant. That, that's what's really important is um, even if there's, uh, you know, there's been a, a decreased turnout, the vendors are still showing up. Um, new people are still popping up. You know, a lot of people in similar positions who are just like all of a sudden finding themselves pivoting, maybe ahead of schedule or maybe unexpectedly completely. Um, uh, there was a, a vendor I was next to I was shooting the shit with a lot last year who um, his wife just started stitching masks and selling them. Mm. Um, so like they just pop that up out of nowhere. You know, there's yeah. always new stuff going on. And I do think there's going to be a rebound. Like, you know, that, that I guess uh, economists are talking about this year, like a bunch of, you know, Pent up demand. Um, yeah, I think like people I think it's going a real to thing. concerts and stuff like that. I think it's a real yeah. thing, but it's yeah. it's. Gonna I think be, travel's going to explode. It's going to be metered. It's it's not all going to happen at once because not everyone. It's going to be a new, the same new type time. of like thing. as soon as it's available, I don't think everyone's going to jump on it because of the anticipated extra large crowd going through the just be like I think it'll just be a perfect storm of like really good deals because people you know they're just trying to get new customers in. Mm-hmm. And people being pent up, like the travel thing, I think is gonna completely explode. Like yeah. people that you know maybe had always talked about going on a trip somewhere but never did. And then they you really know. fucking well. Then for now. the past year, you like <laughs> yeah, they haven't left their house in eighteen months. Yeah, so, so like they're ready to go. I think that yeah, that and the combination <laughs> of like all time low airfares. Well, and to me, and like Airbnbs, like like there's a lot of things that have come out in the last five or ten years that are like built for like seclusion. Mm-hmm. Like, have you guys been in an Airbnb? Just, yeah. It's oh, just yeah, someone's sure. apartment, you know, mm-hmm. or someone, like, is renting out that space or whatever. That's, like, the ultimate best way to just be, like, no contact. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to, like, live on my own. I don't have to deal with hallway people in a hotel. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so if you can, like, drive. I mean, like, in planes, like, you, you, they're doing, like, every other seat, and everyone's wearing masks and precautions. Like, it's just kind of, like, to me, it's, like, it, especially, like, growing up in Japan a little bit, um, it's just kind of a good way to be. Like, you're going to be in a crowded place, like, it's probably good. Like, someone's going to have something. Like, even if you're careful, like, we all know, like, idiots <laughs> that, like, are just, like, not careful. So, you know, kind of like a craft, like a, it'll kind of become its own specific thing that costs a little bit more. Like all these events, it's like traveling, all this kind of stuff, sports. Yeah, just stuff. like your own little bubble within it. Like I mean, it, that's a, that's already a thing yeah. pre-pandemic. Like uh, there's festivals where you know they, you know they'll sell the base ticket and then the ticket that everybody gets that actually like includes access to a non-shitty bar, <laughs> and then like four or five fucking tiers above that that are like, oh, you've got your own little private patio where you've got your bartender in a suit selling you overpriced drinks, like. You know, the pe- people play pay for exclusivity already, and they'll they'll continue to, um, yeah. for sure. And just because, yeah. especially now that it's also tied to space. But I, I don't know. I like I, I measure you know how good a festival or concert environment is by density of people. So what um, would so I won't be happy till I'm in like a basement packed yeah. shoulder yeah. to shoulder. <laughs> what's with like folks. a <laughs> what's like if you guys had to like pick like one basic type of event that you miss? Like you just like want to. Or, like, you would experience even with, like, masks and a bunch of, like, careful things. Like, oh, that's the problem. Is like, yeah. I want shows to be back, but I don't want to experience... With masks. 
Yeah, because like I mean, an integral part of like going to a basement dive bar, you know, death metal show is like moshing your dick off with your friends, <laughs> and um, that, that's so. Yeah, so that, that just means moshing. That's not like some new crazy <laughs> thing that the kids are doing, just so everyone knows. But just you know, <laughs> going hard and you know, sweating all over each other and fucking you know, just like mixing it up. There's no way to recreate that experience yeah, just good without like fun. Yeah, there, there's no way to recreate that experience without you know, like a lot of contact between people. So I'm not even interested in like a masked social distance yeah social distance concert that just destroys everything that's fun about a concert yeah, to me but I, I'm looking yeah. forward to like real concerts being a thing for sure eventually sometime mm-hmm. yeah. let's get real they already are they're just really underground now <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean you'd be surprised like I mean, there, there are some things happening there are some shows over the summer and stuff some people try outdoor venues and outdoor stages in like a bar yeah. seated environment especially can work real well um there's also a lot of people who are being real, real reckless and just like throwing tons of events that shouldn't have happened. And a lot of those people have been marginalized by the larger music community for that, which kind of yeah. sucks. Um, but it's also kind of deserved, and, and it's 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 a weird thing. Yeah, it's half and half, right? You know, yeah. as far as I see, you know, no one's being forced to go anywhere. I'm certainly not a fucking like cancel culture person or cancel culture er but like also like you're obviously going to turn off a, a large group of people mm-hmm. and if you're doing this thing that a lot of people don't like and very vocal. yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's a weird environment for live stuff in general some people push the limits and i feel like most people were deemed um incorrect by the public at large um, so I don't I don't see it happening a lot. Off with their them. heads. Yeah, and honestly, I don't see it happening a lot until it's like more socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, so and then that will be a, a good wave coming. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, well yeah. we'll see. I'm patient, um, and it'll be there for me on the other end, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter. It's of not going anywhere. Is. That's for yeah. sure. But yeah, f- farmers markets are going to get popping more and more, and I think there's plenty of other things that are going to be cool, um, that can kind of work in the I think live yeah. performance is like probably That's a whole be other one thing. of the biggest hardest hit things. Yeah, we've had some shows like uh, events with live music, and the performers would take their masks off, but everyone kept their distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like as long as you're and, and you're not like right. having like a, a metal show like crammed into like some yeah. basement like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, humans piled on top. Of I guess yeah, well, yeah. we. That's yeah. what I think of when I think of, of a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> sardines <laughs> well i mean like but i've seen and i've and i've seen i don't know about you guys but i've seen some digital shows or like that, uh, shows that, or that's a huge it, thing yeah. i'm not and into it can, but a lot of people are well for some people and it works like, i mean it's it's the it, only way to get yeah, to get out there like, like it's that or nothing for some things and yeah, yeah. I, I get it i mean I, i'm very much a purist man like i'm, okay. I'm pretty so heavily you'd rather just not like just honestly like, yeah oh, i'm not seeing yeah, the yeah, show versus yeah. like seeing yeah a seeing halfway, show exactly i am very much like i'll watch like live videos of bands at like performing at shows like on yeah. YouTube, but you're but just it's you're a different watching experience. a video of a live yes. event, not like not watching someone live. And I guess there is still yeah. some feedback between the audience and stuff. It's just a different thing, and I'm that. becoming an old man. You need and to be a I, fan. <laughs> you need to be a fanboy or fangirl of a specific band. A, ex- well, like, no, but even the bands I care about, like I wouldn't care to see like a virtual performance. I don't know. Really, I'm just a. Uh, 
a fogey, right? Like I, I didn't grow up that way, and, and that's like wrong. That. That's I what I'm singing at me. I mean, I don't like looking at. I like going to galleries and looking at art, but I'm not really into looking through my phone on a tablet and like looking look at like at someone's Instagram or whatever. I yeah, just, yeah. I usually don't care. Exactly, so, yeah, it's yeah, a vibe yeah. thing. So I, I get that too. Yeah, it's yeah. about like being yeah. there. And, like, at a concert, especially, you're, like, surrounded by like-minded people right. who are all really into whatever you're all right. about to experience together. And it is more of a collective experience. And like, like, if you're checking out, like, a city of, like, somewhere, like, if you're visiting a certain city you're not used to and you're just trying to find, like, your vibe, like, to be able to, like, just, like, find kind of that your crew sort of thing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much a community aspect, too. You yeah. understand all the things yeah. I'm missing out on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the spicy mics, hot sauces, um, I'm sure guide you in the right direction of being part of the right community. And I think oh yeah, no, th- you that's have, a you have good visual, and I think your story is interesting. And you just look at your ingredients and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, I I don't know about the audience, but like my mouth's watering as like we're talking about these hot sauces. They taste so good, they're chunky, but they have a certain marketability regardless of the taste and then when you eat it you're like yes and that's what that's what they would like want to reorder exactly yeah i mean that's but, like I, that's you have a good like up until they taste it because right now that's what you have to do post covid world is you know and with my products it's like I, I so i mean that's the that's the conundrum right is like i don't want to like buy things online but yet i'm trying to make everything available online and it's just kind of like well you know, it's kind of the weird thing, like, you can sell hot sauce online, or I'm sure it applies to just about any food, but it's like, if I was buying hot sauce online, I'd be like, well, do I roll the dice on this? Like, you almost need to have somebody come find you at the farmer's market, taste it, enjoy it, and then they come and find you yeah. online to buy more. Yeah. Like, I, like I don't, critic, I, like yeah, critic, it's I wonder how, how much more rare it would be to, like, have this, like, a first-time like buyer that just found you folks. online. Yeah. I feel like on online uh, marketing, for me, will probably look pretty much like my like in real life marketing where it's maybe eventually like there's some social media advertisement involved but like probably just like relying on organic shares like you know people who have already liked my hot sauce and have been customers for a little while or even a fresh customer you know now they can easily share a link that says hey i got this thing i really like you know tag my buddy in this post and here you can go check it out too it's just a lot easier now than like hey go you know, meet Mike at the farmer's market on Saturday, which yeah. while that was still happening and still will continue to happen, especially as I expand, um, you know, it's just about like that kind of word of mouth um, passing things along. And that has the secondary effect of making sure I don't have any like really big spikes. You know, I'm, I'm terrified. Like I had a pretty big of spike. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, getting the website up and running. I, I knew I was going to get a little big spike. That's uh, it's been ready since like October. So that's a partial reason for the delay is waiting to have stock. Uh, we got um, we ran through tons of our hot sauce in the summer and fall, and then uh, basically sold out of almost all of our supply uh, in the winter. So we had to you know resupply on most of our like you know kind of always on uh, varieties before we could even launch anything because we just run out immediately. <laughs> And who, yeah. you know, who wants to launch a website when you don't have product to sell? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that, so it's nice to grow organically because it happens, you know, I'm learning all of this as I go. I'm figuring it out one day at a time, and I don't think it's going to 
grow too fast that I can't keep up with it. Yeah. Um, that's that's a big fear for sure. But more, I, I also yeah you know, more than having faith that it will grow. It sounds yeah. like you're not even concerned about that. Like no, yeah, I mean, growing it no is what. exactly. Yeah. It's been slowly growing. Up e- to the things. Yeah. yeah, every year's been better than the last, and it's going to yeah. keep okay. going that way. Yeah, literally, as long as I keep showing up. Yeah, um, yep. it's just a matter of is it getting really consistent <laughs> and figuring out you know good workflow. You know, it feels like uh, it feels a lot like I don't have a job, and that's where a lot of that's a good feeling, you know though. anxiety and stuff come into. Well, it's it's a good feeling until it's not. You know, because I'm like, you know, I'm not like earning a whole bunch of money right now right we're like kind of in this incubator phase where you know we're, we're putting a lot of our chips into yeah. <laughs> into this company yeah. hoping that it works um and you know i i my day consists of like a lot of random tasks uh and it's very variable you know there's some things that have kind of become more routine and we get into kind of a groove where like okay every friday we're bottling and you know, we, we do different um, things on kind of a regular basis like that, but you but know, it's be, all towards the same. Yeah, like overall. Well, yeah, it's all towards the same overall yeah. goal, but there's but there's there no regularity. It doesn't like. Yeah. You know, I am I'm wearing a million is. different hats every That's what day. Starting up. And yeah. Is. No, I, I know, yeah. but yeah. it it it. Uh, Oh, it's uncomfortable sometimes. Of course it's <laughs> uncomfortable. I mean, that's why, like, I feel like one thing that I've started learning to enjoy, and I, I did this, like, during, like, final exams and stuff during school, is, like, when you're that busy and, like, for example, like, intellectually, like, challenged, like, intellectually challenged and maybe, like, physically challenged, too, because you're actually, like, you keep moving, too, like, doing something like washing the dishes or, like, vacuuming or something like actually becomes this like soothing this huge relief. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I like washing God, dishes I a love lot. Washing dishes, like <laughs> I have purpose. That's to me. That's what gets me through like those hard times. Is like you actually just sort of like the more you can just like embrace like you know like doing the laundry whatever and just be like uh, like it's it's not just sitting there like it has to be done mm-hmm. and then that's like that's your break like. Um, yeah, just switching gears for a second, like yeah. not focusing on business and just like, okay, I'll just go do a chore r- real yeah. quick, knock that out, something mindless. <laughs> it's easy to start going like, you know, like, oh God, this is so hard. Like, how could I possibly do this? Like, I'm trying to run a legitimate like business and like trying to like make a living out of this. Like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, with it's with no complain. experience. Like, yeah. or I mean, with experience, but only my own experience yeah, yeah, certainly yeah. no formal training of any yeah. sort <laughs> you probably have i mean like me like you probably know someone like maybe in your family or someone like you used to work with or whatever that did start something like maybe come something completely different but like at least for me it's like i do know people that like did like kind of from scratch like my grandma for example you know 60 years ago or whatever like uh like started sourcing and like making kimono in japan and so, and I know she did that basically from scratch, like different country, different time, but you could take that wisdom, you know, I'm, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm sure you have some peers, like before you really started, started doing your business, like some people just did something like you're the, the YouTuber guy or whatever you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a super so. good question because I didn't think about it, but like my dad was a butcher for himself and my mom did like her own small bakery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and, and then you know more recently my brother started his own business and saw success there and that, so, well, that, so the, I, I never really thought about it, but like I always had That's these people thing, yeah. in my life that showed me like, hey, I can't, you know, you can do this. It's right. possible. Right. You know, it, it, and they're not people teaching you think how to about do it every day. Skill. They're just showing you like that. It's yeah. It's not they're doing it with their own. Yeah, yeah. they each did it with their own thing yeah. that they were good at. You know. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and if you didn't have that growing up, um, you know, where you saw people see success doing that. It, or if on the other side, you know, all you saw was, you know, people really struggling to make it happen. Like, I know my yeah. dad really struggled to make it happen. My mom really struggled that it could happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of those things, you know, they're not doing it now. Um, I think my brother will probably be doing it the rest of his life, though. It seems to be doing really well for him. So oh, it's like, you, you know, and I've seen people. Oh, yeah, because your dad isn't like a butcher now. Yeah. Because yeah. that, but so that was. I mean, yeah, we, it's like it's those stories. It's like we either know people, or probably much less so, we know people that actually successfully built some kind of independent or um, you know, self-employment type thing, or we know people that gave up on a dream. Like how many adults do we know that were in a band in their 20s? And you know what I mean? And they like sometimes like hit the keyboard downstairs or whatever, like, but beyond that, they're not being productive with it or anything. And, and, you know, there's no shame in that. Like, sometimes life goes on. Like, you do have different priorities. But, um, yeah, I definitely try to, like, be inspired by the people that, yeah, if you if you keep those people around, like, they're going to weigh you down. If you, if you keep associating with the people that are just, like, that really did, like, never pursued something. And most likely, maybe not, maybe this is kind of harsh, but, like, a lot of those people that almost, like, readily ignored their passions they might naysay like oh you really need to you know focus on responsibility instead of like pushing you to do to follow the thing that's riskier of course well yeah <laughs> how are you on time by the way uh, why haven't you gotten a master's hour. degree yet <laughs> <What's that? laughs> yeah. why haven't you gotten a master's degree yet that, 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 that <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. question yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well i mean but like the same thing i think in that same that same line of like seeing role models and stuff like that i think that once you start getting serious about growing your own business too you know networking is always you know i've said it before but like that's been the the thing that i i didn't think about going into it that's become the biggest uh the biggest thing that i focus on i would say like that i've seen the most return on effort put in is if you can go out and find other people like say you didn't grow up with you know a mom or dad that Yeah, you just didn't have but yeah, yeah. yeah say, say you just have that you know for whatever reason you want to try your hand at something entrepreneurial you go out and you find a group or you know right. you just run into these people when you're trying to do what you're doing you, you just kind of make these connections and you see these people you know like I just met <coughs> I've been working with this guy um, you know off and on for the past year I've probably done four different jobs with him um, but had never met actually face-to-face because -face. Okay. he's over in Pittsburgh um, and, and it wasn't until just last week that I finally saw for the first time, like in a Zoom meeting face to face and talked to him and realized, you know, after talk, saying that I'm talking with him, that we were really doing very similar things like by ourselves, um, yeah. you know, you know, with a network of people bringing projects together instead of like having five people employed directly by you, you know, you just kind of like 
network with all you your meet, like, these and stuff parallel like that. Yeah. universe versions of yourself. You're exactly. Like, like, somebody that's doing something really like similar. Textiles. <laughs> yeah, I could see myself yeah. being this person. I mean, he was more focused on, like, product design and things like yeah. that, where I'm more focused on, like, the scanning things like that but it's but still like, like a hustle the it's gen- still like a life yeah the general and, like, still yeah. trying to you guys are working with similar technology yeah the general flow is very similar problems yeah and, yeah very yeah. similar um but yeah i mean just like if you didn't have a role model find people like that i found i found a lot of people in their 30s and early 40s that you know like they started early and they've now grown the company to you know what it is now and it's it's inspirational to see something oh yeah like that, it is for sure yeah I, I find that community in the farmers markets for sure there's like imagine, yeah. tons of people who've been at it for ever everyone's right. super friendly and like you know, that, that's how you learn the ropes is just like you know and, and that's honestly what i miss most about it like right now in the, the winter is mm, yeah you know um a, a lot of this stuff that you're trying to figure out you don't you can't just like offhand ask a question to your neighbor you know see if they've encountered this issue and and all that, but I've gotten so much guidance um, and just like figured out my supply chain via the markets too, because you've got all sorts of people making different products, people that use products that other people make. And yeah. um, I love your jars. Where do you get your jars? You know, yeah, well, I, I mean that, or like you know, farm like an apple farm that typically sells like tons of cider oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Like come over, like oh, you bank hot sauce, like. We've got like a, a pretty nice pepper patch, and we're trying to expand it. Like, yeah. yo, let, <laughs> let's yeah, figure yeah, this yeah. out. Like, and, and yeah. relationships like that well, just kind of come out of thin air. Like, it, it's yeah. really cool. You're yeah. like openly, usually, it sounds like you're receptive to like networking with other farmers. Like, oh, I'm, su- I'm, I'm I, I seek stuff. it out, and right. that's like my favorite part of the farmers market yeah, yeah. is the the social aspect. Like, um, you know, it's fine being there alone, but I really like when uh, Amanda comes with me every so often because then I get to make the rounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, done that, I've done that a lot. Like when, because I, I love going to the conventions too. I'm not, you know, pre-COVID, I would make it a point to at least go to a couple of years. Well, you and I went to the last convention. We might have, you know. Yeah, we both. Yeah, we went to the, the same. The one. last yeah. regular convention, maybe before it all for a hit. Long time. Yeah. yeah, even though conventions are again, they won't be normal. But yeah, the last we went to the, the some kind of Maker tech. X. Oh yeah, that's what yeah, it was. we went yeah. to Maker X's at the yeah. fairgrounds, um, right. and they do that once a year. But they're not doing it this year, of course. Of course yeah, yeah it, um, but yeah, I would always get into this thing where like you get stuck at your booth, manning your booth, and you can't go around and see what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great it's, opportunity. it's great to be able to make the rounds and just chit chat with people, and you know, you know, learn more about different kinds of food, get inspired, just. Talk to somebody friendly, yeah. shooting shit about business, and I, you know, I've I found myself morphing from this position where, you know, I'm asking people questions and like trying to figure stuff out, and I, I am still actively doing that. I think you probably always will be if you're you know, doing anything by yourself, um, or in life in general, right? You should always be learning. But I, I've also kind of transformed into the position where now people will ask me like, "Oh, hey, I'm kind of interested in this," or "How how did you do what you did?" and like. You know, it catches me off guard because I don't think of myself as experienced in any way. But um, I, I have certainly developed I mean, experience over relative, the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. relative I mean, people who are just yeah, getting started out. Five or six years in. Yeah, you know, and, that's and where you're at. And some people are not even a year in. Yeah, and, and yeah. like some people are just like on the idea. So it's it's cool to to be able to be a part of that, not in just like receiving benefit from the community, but to be a part of the community, helping to pull other people up into it. For sure. Um, yeah, that's what feels good about doing this too um because up until six months ago um i, was, I say six months it's longer than that like nine months or whatever um 
I was just an artist. But now I'm like an artist, like a curator, like vendor for multiple artists, like a platform. You had up a cabal. A cabal of artists. Yeah. I like how you went straight for cabal. Yeah. That's a. No, it's. It's a. Uh, it's accurately. Um, An axis, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of has like oracle-ish, uh, you know, nuance to it. <laughs> okay, we can move back to positive words. No, I mean, it's, we kind of like that. No, word. we have a dark streak in the group. It's 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 in, inevitable. I don't think I don't uh, think you guys are sinister. <laughs> no, we, we are certainly are not. We're, we're fun as a collector. We're fun sinister. Yeah, we don't. We don't go all the way to like I don't know yeah I don't I don't even I don't even want to put words into that kind of thing but <laughs> we, we we definitely accept some more kind of like um, yeah we have everything from absurd to kind of like a, a, like dark and like cryptic and you know that kind of stuff but yeah overall we're we're, we're really about just accepting kind of like different forms of expression um i think spicy mics just fits right in like it's yeah. a hot sauce you're a you're a metal you're so you're metals uh you're a singer of yeah, a yeah, metal yeah. band yeah yeah and uh, so it just kind of like fits in with our vibe i think oh yeah exactly like it's a it's a personal thing i'm definitely like I don't want to say I'm the oddball though, because it's kind of a, a, a quirky collective of all sorts of different mediums. But right. uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm the only food guy here, and like yep. m- most of the time, like you know, like farmers market community and stuff, like it's just like bunch of food people. Of food people and this yeah. is cool because it's like I'm interacting I with mean, you might artists consider, from I mean, like different. You can think styles. of yourself as a weird guy, but you could also think of yourself as a regular seller at our events. Like to me, I kind of see you as like you only have ten dollar, fifteen dollar bottles in terms of your. As opposed to like, like art pieces only, and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's smaller like, format, and that's yeah. definitely what we've but seen to be the selling. sweet spot. That's yeah, definitely right. what we've seen to be the sweet spot. Oh, definitely, it's having something for 10 15 yeah. bucks that's you know local and you know small, you know, or not organic, but like yeah. organic in the sense of you know, like a art, art, yeah, art, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a real, this is a real crafted yeah. thing that someone put yeah. some you know, love into, yeah. yeah. I think you should, you should pencil in a, an event. I know. I, I would love to. Honestly, I would. <laughs> oh yeah, to like actually. Oof. I, I would love to show up. Yeah, well, just the personal boxes. Well, because yeah. just the personality yeah. being there. You I know. actually have my schedule now too. So after we're wrapped up the podcast, if you just like float me the next date, I know actually like where I'm gonna be. Yeah. For like, pretty much through October, as far as hot soccer think, stuff goes. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We haven't planned our next event per se, um, but it is getting slightly warmer. We want to continue doing events. Like we're gonna play it safe to whatever like Ohio mandates and stuff. Like of we're not gonna sneak around that. But um, yeah, whenever you have, we were going strong in monthly events up until what November was the last one. Which yeah, makes sense. And, that's when and, and you know then, but then you know. but we had the one in February at Corn. Well, we have two. Well, that was the thing. Year. Yeah, yeah. Like I they're mean, in, I thought they're like sure. a large indoor space. That's why I kind of acted as somewhat. It's not a packed place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what it's about now. Is less than two yeah but yeah um they yeah tony's right the the price point is good we like having good affordable merchandise but we also have you know high-end art like tony has 175 dollar like uh 
3D printed, printed Gollum from Lord of the Rings that's hand painted. Uh, it's like my favorite thing here. <laughs> that people, that people only somebody that really wants a huge Gollum in their house will <laughs> want, but hey. But people hey, have you spent made that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people buy two, three hundred dollars things. I actually just watched a few towers like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan favorite. And to have your own head si- yeah, life size head bust of a Gollum, like. Well, now with the, with, you know, as much uh, success as you saw in the relief, uh, Columbus relief things, I'm right. my, uh, shelf of 3d printed stuff's looking pretty bare i need to start printing out some more stuff yeah i mean like we're getting we're getting love from the (coughs) you know this kind of like there's this they're like um so columbus relief is a a ministry that feeds and and houses um, some homeless people and like gets people off the streets like gets them off like whatever like um addiction problems they might be having and that kind of thing um but yeah we get they have like uh like the event yesterday was a banquet for like the sponsors and donors and so they're kind of an affluent group that appreciates arts and um you know like we we like being i think we try to pride ourselves in having some affordable art for people that just are passionate but they only have 10 or 15 bucks like but we still want them to take home you know pretty much almost everything we have is either handcrafted at least hand sort or um either handmade or like hand um like independently sourced like you know like tony like prints all the stuff in his basement like you bottle your own hot sauces like i i make art and then i print them out digitally but like it's all my stuff like Mm -hmm. um so our love collective is that's kind of like the main thing that really connects all of us is that it's as handmade as we can get we like just want you to have art world. yeah right. <laughs> come here take right. some art with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm really hoping that in the spring when we're like back outside with some live music again and yeah. people like we talked about like people are you know finally starting to go back out right you know after a winter being cooped up plus covid and stuff like that like i think that hopefully we'll see some big crowds in the spring yeah and in the meantime we're making our zines and podcasts and you know we're sticking with the times like regardless Lean uh, onto the digital side, no matter how much yeah. I want to be an old man about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you're already like as yeah, you're, 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 not, you're in a podcast. Show, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, this is your first one, I'm guessing that yeah. you've been on. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously Tony and I are just starting out, but uh, we're both kind of getting used to it, and we're having fun. We already have someone lined up for next week, and nice. we're gonna try to do someone something weekly. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people know your name. I think a lot of our audience will know your name, Spicy Mike's uh, Hot Sauce. And um, so it'll be cool that people can hear your story. So <laughs> thanks for having or, uh, you know, thanks for letting us uh, host you for, for as a guest. Oh, no problem. Thanks yeah. for having me. And uh, I guess final shout out, if you're interested in any of my hot sauces, um, Website just released last week, spicymikeshotsauce.com. Nice. Go check it out. Spicy Mike's Order some hot sauce. If you live in the Columbus area, I'll deliver it to you, or you can stop on by Art Love Collective. What's your next uh, farmer's market? Uh, Well, we're at the Clintonville Farmer's Market for the winter, but it's like a drive-through model. So we we get pre-orders in uh, every other week we participate. Yeah, because Clintonville has a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clintonville and Worthington both have a really good um, setup. Um, but basically you just order online uh, I think it's Tuesday through Thursday night and then orders are picked Friday and you, you go and pick it up at the farmers market on so, Saturday. Th- so, so this Saturday you can order my uh, hot sauce 
via the Clintonville Farmers Market. Right. You know, they're while you're on your way to get some some you know some pork, some eggs, some tea, whatever else you know baked goods you want to get there. Um, but if yeah, you can also if you just want hot sauce, you can get it directly through me at spicemoneyhotsauce.com. And I um, I do uh, curbside drop-offs here in Columbus. So oh, if you're cool. in town, uh, you don't have to deal with the mail or anything. I can just come drop it off for you. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, that yeah. It, it's it's been a good way to get around. And yeah. I I mainly started doing that to stay connected with my market customers as yeah. we moved into the off season, um, and it kept me busy all winter. Um, and uh, looks like it's gonna keep me busy. And you're happy busier. to, you're <laughs> happy to <laughs> deliver. Because you're happy to get clients. And well, I, I, I just want to, honestly, like, what I like, the most people who are getting a delivery are people who have had my hot sauce before and are reordering it. Yeah. Um, and I love that feeling. Like, yeah. I, I love my repeat customers so much. It's just awesome and to, like, know that they like it enough to, like, want to keep it in their fridge yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm happy to help. And you they're know? supporting Think of me as a hot too. sauce dealer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got your fix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they appreciate your, you know, like dealership, you know, like, yeah, they, perf- they, so that's why, you know, like I, I like supporting like certain small businesses and stuff. And so, and you have that vibe. Like, it's like, yeah, spicy boy. Like, yeah. Let, uh, me, get l- some l- of your let me be your hot sauce guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> products, like, yeah. No, you said you don't like the twelve products. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a craft. Uh, it's a crafted. Uh, it's just hot sauce. It's <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah, you, is that you, what it you, is? you can oh, okay. you can call the product. I'm just saying, like, I'm sorry. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what I meant I earlier is like man. the the uh, the difference between like you know I'm not a food manufacturer. Yeah. I am a cook. Yeah. <laughs> that's the delineation there. Yeah. A chef, I guess you could. I don't think I'll ever call myself a chef, but okay, fair enough. But some people might. I don't know. It might work. Yeah. Maybe if, if I if maybe if I start my own YouTube show. Subway sandwich artists. You if, can I, be a if I if I do artists. Yeah. If I uh, well, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. How about that? Small, small business owner. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. I, artisan. I like, I like artisan. Artisan. I like, artisan. I was gonna say craftsman. I think artisan sounds better. It works yeah. better for food. Yeah. Yeah. Craftsman. I think of someone with like simple tools like a hammer or screwdriver yeah. or something but entrepreneur yeah. just I'm not, like I'm no good that's like that. um <laughs> somebody doing amazon drop shipping now yeah. basically right yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah i mean <laughs> it's, it's a there's different for. flavors i'm not going on shark tank anytime soon i'm not that kind of entrepreneur <laughs> for just 11 percent for 11 percent of my yeah. company yeah yeah we're talking about those percentage of shares right uh, we'll do that the next episode all right. Well, thank you, Spicy Mike. Cool. This is, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, this is Salty Mike. I mean, Michael Lay and um, Tony D signing out. That's for Tony Dizzle. No, that's right. Oh, I didn't get it right. I could have got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From here on Mr. out. Mr. Dizzle. Mr. Dizzle. Salty Spicy Mike <laughs> and Tony Dizzle Drizzle. <laughs>